You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome one, welcome all to the SB Nation NFL show, specifically to Monday, Football Monday. A reminder before we get started, this show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner, the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. My name is RJ Ochoa from SB Nation's Blog of the Boys, where we cover America's team, which means we are sad all the time. This is Monday Football Monday, where we normally react to all the football action from Sunday. We're not quite there yet, but yesterday was the last Sunday without football of any kind until February, which is a very exciting proposition. Normally, I would be excited to talk to this uh, or talk about this with Pete Sweeney, but I don't know if he works here anymore because I haven't seen <laughs> Pete on Monday Football Monday in like five years uh normally the fantastic Rachelle Prevet would be on the ones and twos uh but she is off her birthday was on Saturday so a very happy birthday to Rachelle we hope it was wonderful um in other normal circumstances Michael Peterson would be filling in he's kind of our our top designated hitter around here whenever we need a, a big at bat but Michael's busy so our last resort uh finally you know just scraping the bottom of the barrel you know we went and we found him it was our voices who you last heard here on the SB Nation NFL show feed. If you are a subscriber to the podcast, if you're not, get the hell out of here. We have no interest in you. Please do subscribe to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcast. Leave a rating, write a review. You can also watch us live on the SB Nation NFL YouTube channel, Facebook page, or Twitter page. That is a long way of saying Rob Stats Guerrera. Happy Monday to you, sir, and welcome. It's great to see your bright, shining, beautiful face. Proud to be your third choice, RJ. <laughs> Uh, it's fourth because Rachelle would have been, um, you know. Oh, the, man. The, uh, now I'm not even know, on the so, metal podium. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Stats, we do a show together. Like, I I have to give you your flowers enough as is. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, if I... I, if I get a chance, you know, you come into my house here, I, I have to hear <laughs> what is good, everybody, every single Friday morning. So if I if I have a, sh- a chance, you know, I'm going to I'm going to flex a little bit of muscle. You know what I'm saying? This is, you know, you got to we got to watch the shows that I want to watch. We got to eat the food that I want to eat. This is Monday Football Monday. OK, but I'm just going to point out that I am an M- MF double MVP winner without even being on the show. So that's true. Um, going to be a difficult when you get to my level. You let me. Know. Yeah. Going to be a difficult proposition to hand out the MF double MVP without an independent arbitrator. Uh, I don't know if Judge Sue Robinson is available. Uh, <laughs> she's making a lot of decisions that, that nobody agrees with anyway. Uh, so maybe she uh, she has an opportunity to do so. Uh, stats, I mentioned it yesterday was the last Sunday without football of any kind until February. Um, so how does that make you feel? How does it make your wife feel? Um, you know, because <laughs> is, there, is, is there just all this turmoil? Because in the Guerrero household, nothing's getting done on Sundays anymore. 
So I literally just said to her yesterday, I said, you know, just a heads up, 49ers preseason game is on Friday. So I'm going to have to do it. And her face just dropped because she realizes now that she is she's in it. You know, it's like she's a football widow, as they say, because I'm just going to be living, eating, breathing, sleeping 49ers. And it's starting back up. And I could not be more excited for Friday's game. You know, um, we need to put my wife in touch with your wife so they can just like complain about the two of us. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's the same. He just goes into the room and he talks at the microphone. Is is Rob even on the other end? I, sometimes I don't even know. <laughs> um, nope, nobody would really laugh at those jokes. Um, the Cowboys play on Saturday night. Um, they play against the Denver Broncos. So. A lot of riding going on um, in that country. Uh, They will be practicing with them as well. Lots of preseason news and nuggets kind of trickling out. I saw right before we started that Matt LaFleur announced Jordan Love uh, will start Friday night's preseason game for the Green Bay Packers. Um, I don't know what psychedelic paraphernalia will be available um, at this particular (laughs) exhibition match. but, um, But so we've got that going on. There's seemingly a quarterback not battle happening with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, so a lot to get to. So today is just kind of a catch-all, just kind of big headlines, big meaty things. This is one of those uh, – you ever go to one of those Brazilian steakhouses stats where you have oh, the little – Oh, best. Little, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have the little signs or whatever. You turn up, and it's just like, serve me. Like, it's green or whatever. Yes. And then you're like, okay, my so, plate's full. Yeah. Right. For people that don't know, this is the best invention of all time. Mike Golick took me to one. Fogo de Chao, I think it was called. And Holy crap stats. Way to just like, I mean, it's enough to be like, I went to this awesome Brazilian steakhouse. Mike Golick took me to one. Yeah. Yep, um, a little flex. We, there. we were wearing it, pants made out of diamonds, but go ahead. It was. Uh, but if you don't know, it's a steakhouse, but like you just sit down and you have a little card that you can turn over. One side's green and one side's red. And they come and they take your order. And then if you want them to bring you more meat, just flip the card to green and they will continue to bring you meat that they cut right at the table like table side they just have meat on like sticks and it's like any lamb and beef and chicken whatever you want and as long as your card is green they don't stop they will keep bringing you food until you explode it's the best thing ever the only thing i would amend uh that you said is they're not on sticks they're like on samurai swords like like, it's part of like it's a whole experience (laughs) you know what i'm saying um and they they generally um fogo de chao is a really popular one texas day brazil is obviously a very popular one where i live um and at at texas day brazil tdb is um is the people call um they offer it's like a I, I, it's not a garlic banana. It might be like a cinnamon banana palate cleanser. Um, so they, they offer you this, and so it, it kind of sits at the table. So to your point, there are lots of different kinds of meats. So you're like, okay, I had some some lamb, whatever. I'm, I'm interested in this so like bacon-wrapped chicken. You just want to like cleanse the palate so that you don't have these conflicting seasons or whatever. Um, so it's a very cool you know, sort of situation, uh, very fun in, you know, dinner environment. Maybe we'll take our wives uh, together as an apology for football season uh, at some point in the future. Future. uh stats will pick up the bill since apparently mike golick picked up the one from last time uh he did. but uh, <laughs> shout out anyway, to you golick uh so um training camp headline catch-all um w- again on the last monday football monday without any football to recap of any kind um so a very special episode in that sense stats you have a headline that when, when we kind of were setting this up we were slacking about this on sunday you were like i am ready I, so i feel like um you're like a greyhound and we're at the racetracks, <laughs> and I'm just like lifting the thing, and you just take off. Go. You're, you're, you're up first. Have at it. Well, I'm a little frustrated by the situation with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. You know, 
Mike Florio had the story in February about how Brady was trying to go to Miami and was going to go to Miami. He was going to become a minority owner, and then he was going to work out a way to get into Miami and become their starting quarterback. And like ESPN and none of the other national places really did anything with it, according to Florio, because Adam Silver and, and those other national guys didn't break it, which is interesting. But then all of a sudden it came up again. Adam it bubbled Schefter. up again. Adam, Adam Schefter. Adam Silver is busy running the NBA. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so. Adam Schefter. <laughs> Got my Adams confused. Um, and so then it kind of bubbled up again and turns out like, oh, yeah, because the they Dolphins got smashed with tampering penalties, losing multiple draft picks, fined. Stephen Ross is suspended, which like, what the hell does that even mean for an owner? Who knows? But nobody's criticizing Tom Brady. And it came out that not only was he tampering with the Patriots in 2019, he was also tampering with the Buccaneers trying to get to the Dolphins. So he's tampered multiple times at every stop in his career. And nobody cares. The league doesn't punish players for tampering. So he's not going to get banged on by the league. And no one says anything. I have heard zero criticism of Tom Brady. And it's just like he's Teflon, RJ. Like nothing this guy does sticks to him at all. Deflategate, um, nobody cares, right? Oh, it's not a big deal. Okay, it's not a big deal, but he still broke the rules. And we know he broke the rules because where the hell are those two ball boys? Do you even remember their names? <laughs> no, they no. They, uh, they live in they are they in alive? Siberia, I think. Are they <laughs> on this planet? We haven't seen them. Nobody's been able to interview them, talk to them, nothing. That it's just amazing to me how nothing sticks to Tom Brady. Like he's aligned himself, right, with this whole TB12 method. Do you know about Alex Guerrero, who he swears by, who you cannot course, criticize? A cover of the know, NFL for a living. Who who wouldn't know this? Yeah. I mean, do you know that Alex Guerrero claimed that he could cure cancer, AIDS, multiple sclerosis, heart disease, diabetes, arthritis? He claimed he could cure all of this. This guy is a quack doctor who got punished and fined and has settled multiple lawsuits where he was accused of fraud. The FTC has come in and banned him for life for ever presenting himself as a doctor again or any disease treatment whatsoever. He claimed that he had this thing called NeuroSafe, which could help your brain avoid concussions. It was a supplement that was endorsed by Brady and by Wes Welker. And guess what happened? The FTC came back and was like, mm, this is bogus. You can't do this. This guy is a quack doctor that Tom Brady is in bed with and no one says anything. And meanwhile, Tom Brady's 45 years old and he's playing at a level that nobody has ever played at at that age in the history of the NFL. No one even no one says anything. No one no one questions it. No, if anybody else was hooked up with this doctor, they would be getting killed. No one says anything because it's Tom Brady. Well, so, I mean, the the medicinal part of all this is is one thing. But um, and I'm not trying to sidestep that. But you, you want you brought up the you know, the latest controversy, the latest um, sort of allegation. I don't know that you can even call it. the fact that they're, like we don't even like that there isn't even like an outright allegation is like part of the it's not an allegation. Right? Like, it's a fact. He did it. Well, <laughs> so obviously it's not an um, allegation, you know. Right. I agree. And I think it's amazing that I mean, like. I, I think we it's uh, multiple things can be true, right? We say that all the time around here, uh, you know, related to different things. So like multiple things can be true in that Tom Brady has some questionable things going on 
and that he's the greatest player of all time, right? Like both those things can be true. I know you probably have for a long time, sure. most of your life, believe that Jerry Rice was the greatest player of all time, but we, we can agree. Like Tom Brady is the unquestioned goat. He's amazing. His work ethic on and on and on. Like one thing doesn't necessarily take away from the other. Um, that being said, it's amazing how littered his career is with all sorts of controversy, right? Like not really off the field controversy, um, thankfully, right? Like we've never had any right. real it's instance all, yeah. of Tom Brady, like not, you know, being a horrible person. It's just like skirting the rules, deflate gate, spy gate, right? Like there's all mm-hmm. sorts of these, like, you know, whatever. And on, on the one hand, I've not respected these things, but I I do respect how the way that, you know, the Patriot way has always been like, what sector, what corner of the rule book can we expose that is, is still within the boundary of the game? And I, I think that Tom Brady, like that line of thinking has existed and fostered this kind of behavior, right? Like, well, you know, is this illegal? Is this, is this, a, you know, how would, a, how would a court of law like view this? Like whatever. And so I agree. Um, I, it does seem though, like there is some manipulation here from the perspective of like I'm Tom Brady. Like I I I can play by a different set of rules. Like you mentioned nobody's spoken of the ball boys involved in Deflake. Tom Brady hasn't spoken since this. Like, you know, think think about it. And and Kyler Murray didn't have to, but Kyler Murray is accused of playing Call of Duty too much. And like Kyler calls a press <laughs> conference. So like offer his two cents. Tom Brady is totally fine letting the narrative run away, whatever, and then he'll come out and he won't talk about it when it's been two weeks or whatever the case has been. And he'll instead talk about how Chris Godwin may not be there for the season open. Mike Evans had a hamstring thing pop up last week like it's just football it's just man in the arena it's just on and on like even even that like it's kind of crazy when you think about it like like even the Fox Sports thing like how how many times like Drew Brees had that I suppose that kind of you know one foot in NBC already while still as a member of the Saints but he 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 does operate differently and in a lot of ways many NFL teams and NFL dignitaries have catered to that which have kind of fostered this behavior that we're seeing here again what he did here isn't illegal but it is maybe oh it is illegal it's illegal in the NFL it's illegal in the sense of like I don't like I don't find I I don't think he was like gaining a competitive advantage but it it was like so I don't know what the the proper word is maybe illegal is is like the the most fair word um but yeah it's it's like how can you how can you drop the hammer on the Dolphins and then Tom Brady gets like absolutely nothing here they don't well the league doesn't punish players for it so like you could say like oh well he technically didn't do anything wrong but he knows that the teams are not supposed to contact him like so but no one cares. No one cares that he just like engineered this whole thing. Just like no one cares that he's lined up with this quack doctor and somehow has got him to. I mean, the Patriots kicked Alex Guerrero out of the facility. They kicked him out and Brady ran, ran away mad when Julian Edelman, who was using Alex Guerrero's methods, got suspended for PEDs. And they asked Tom Brady about it twice. He ran away. He ended the one radio interview and he walked off the podium like so you can't even question it with Brady. Nope, you can't even bring it up. It's totally unfair to bring it up. I just think it's crazy how nothing sticks to this guy. Tampering, deflate gate, spy gate, nothing. It's costing his team draft picks left, right, and center. It's all fine because he's really freaking good. I know you love soccer. He is Cristiano Ronaldo. He's, you know, like, Chris, I, like just to kind of put it in perspective for you, like, Mr. I don't watch soccer at all. Ronaldo is arguably the greatest player of all time. He's like, at least in the debate. And he doesn't want to be on Manchester United, which bothers me because I'm a United supporter myself. And spent the entire offseason, like, wanted to get out, wanted to go somewhere else, whatever, blah, 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 for different reasons. Nobody wanted him. And the season starts. And in their final friendly last week before the season started, he 
left. He left the game early. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he just operates by a different set of rules. And it's like, it's tolerated because he's Ronaldo. He could score a bunch of goals, et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm. um, let's move on. Um, I have a very small one. Uh, it's more of like a gripe than it is, um, you know, like a whatever this is, this exercise is. But, you know, we have a platform and I just want to like, I want to defend my guy. <laughs> uh, okay. So Dak Prescott, a few weeks ago now, um, and we talked about this actually on the look ahead when you weren't there and Steven started filled in and Rachel uh, was producing. Um, Steven actually brought up to me, this was on July 30th. And I, lo- I know this because it was the day after Dak Prescott's birthday. And Steven was like, well, Dak Prescott said this was going to be the golden year. How do you feel, RJ? Blah, blah, blah. And like this like kind of headline was taken off. And I really did not know that people didn't know this. And I explained it to Steven and Rachel and neither of them had heard this before. Are you aware of what a person's golden year is, Stats? Uh, is that the year? Just tell me. <laughs> what what, what day is your am, birthday on? What what the day? 11th. Like the January eleventh. So like when you were eleven years old, that was your golden year, right? Like right. because it's, it's the the, the year age on the date. With, yes. Right. Um. Uh, so Dak Prescott turned twenty nine this year. He turned twenty nine on July twenty ninth. So okay. on July twenty eighth, he had a press conference in Oxnard at camp. Whatever, blah blah. He was asked about his birthday because his birthday is always like during training camp because it's on July twenty ninth. And he said, "Yeah, you know, I'm hoping this is, or, you know, I'm planning on this being the golden year. Whatever, blah blah." I have no idea how this got misconstrued, but late Sunday night, the NFL official account tweets out a photo of Dak looking kind of smug, like smiling, with a quote that says, "I plan for this to be the golden year." That's it. That like, there's no offered context or anything and so it makes it it makes it look like Dak is saying like yep golden year baby guarantee whatever blah blah it's like no this was like very clearly tied to a specific piece of context that is necessary and I'm just kind of bothered by that like you know these these dudes and I'm not trying to get on a soapbox or anything but these dudes face a lot of criticism as is like this is a really unfair way to set this up for Dak Prescott because what happens and you're aware of this is people quote it like you're calling it a golden year you're you're not even going to win 10 games like you know what I mean like it's actually (laughs) kind of mean to do this you know like people and players certainly are fair to criticize in appropriate ways at appropriate times this is not one of those instances so there are a thousand times where athletes say something dumb and then try to weasel out of it and weasel a lot of criticism by saying i was taken out of context that's the go-to line when an athlete says something dumb and doesn't want to take any criticism for it and 99 times out of 100 it's bogus they were not taken out of context they said the stupid thing they do deserve the criticism this is the hundredth time this is the time. This quote is out of context. The context of it was it was his golden year birthday. That is not included in the headline. This is actually taken out of context. But even if it wasn't, RJ, yeah. So what? Dax wants to win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, what? I mean Ooh, that goes, but, but that's, that's, that's a different conversation. It, it's also dumb, but that's a different like. And you've seen this a million times. Like, well, what else do you expect him to say? You know, like that's a right. different thing. Uh, but like, it, this is actually worse, and it's worse that it's like the, <laughs> it's not just some like site aggregating it or blog or whatever. And I love blogs, obviously, but it's the NFL account. You know what I mean? Like the official right. account of the NFL is really kind of it's a, it's a it's a worse look than what it already is. But I just wanted to get that off my chest. Okay, what this is actually like, and I don't know. Maybe I don't know what you what you're gonna title this episode stats. If it's like headlines of training camp, or maybe it's just things we want to talk about. Uh, but kind of on the subject of, and I want to be very clear. I do not know the chemistry involved here. 
Um, but you talked about Tom Brady, you know, seemingly not facing any sort of punishment. Um, I don't even know how to pronounce the psychedelic that I alluded to that Aaron Rodgers was connected to. Do you know how, is it Ayahuasca? Do you know how to pronounce this word? So I'm not a expert on psychedelic drugs, so I'm going to go with no. Okay. Well, we both know what we're talking about here, but it's a difficult word to pronounce. Um, during Monday's football morning in America, Peter King had a big sit down with Aaron. Aaron is really smart, by the way, stats. Aaron's doing Pardon My Take. Aaron's doing the podcast circuit. He did Busting with the Boys. Like Aaron, Aaron realizes his reputation took a hit last year. And so now he's got to mm-hmm. buddy up to people. So Aaron, Aaron is playing chess. So we're all playing checkers. But anyway, so Peter King writes about a lot of things taken away from Packers camp, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and obviously Aaron Rodgers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but he's, this is specifically from football morning in America. So the obvious question is, does this violate the NFL's substance abuse policy? A lot of people have this question. I don't know. Checked with the league late Friday and got a no comment. Peter King gets a no comment from the NFL. Uh, continuing, but it's likely the league never thought of South American psychedelics when right. creating the substance abuse policy. I was told over the weekend that the league will very likely not do anything to Rogers retroactively because he's not tested positive for a banned substance. As for the future, who knows? This is so dumb. Like this is why the NFL gets killed for things because they're like, well, you know, it's not in our rule book, so like, how can we? We've seen you make up rules on the fly a thousand times. Like, <laughs> and I'm not saying like you have to suspend Aaron Rodgers, but like. Like playing dumb like this is why people think you are, mm. you know, the frauds that they think you are. I, I kind of disagree. So the NFL makes up its rules when it Whoa. comes to the personal conduct policy, but it's in the rules that they can do that. It's in the rules that this Deshaun Watson case, when it goes to appeal, is going to be heard by the NFL or their designee. That is the rule. The rule is the NFL can do what they want when it comes to. The drug policy, that has to be specifically collectively bargained. And I don't think that the NFL can. Like, if it's not on the list, it's not on the list. And by the way, I I mean, listen, I don't know any specifics about these drugs or how they work. But I don't think a psychedelic drug would be a performance enhancer. I don't think a hallucinatory drug would help you play quarterback. And and may, like I'm to be very clear, I'm not like upset or bothered by this. I'm just pointing out what it may not even be like hypocrisy, but like it does kind of feel like well, of course Aaron Rod, like if any player in the NFL could openly talk about like this kind of like usage of paraphernalia and not get in trouble for it, it would be Aaron Rodgers. You know, what I mean? so it just kind of feels like another symptom of the of that same disease. I recognize again that that there may not actually be an infraction here. It is just kind of a funny thing um, to be the case. Like and again. For, Peter King gets a no comment from the NFL. Like, really? Like, how is like that? That is the like, you know, I don't, I'm not saying like, oh, there's a lot of weird stuff happening here. But that is interesting that the league would be like, I, well, I don't know, man. We got a lot of other stuff to worry about. So, you know, we really can't pay any attention to this. I think the league just wants it to go away. They don't want anybody to think too hard about it. They, they'll know that preseason games are starting. The Aaron Rodgers psychedelic drug thing is just going to go away. I mean, personally, it's. It's ridiculous. I think his last two MVPs have to do with the fact that he got a real head coach with an offensive system that is the in system in the NFL right now. And turns out Aaron Rodgers is really freaking good at throwing a football. So you marry those two things together, you get two MVP awards. I don't think it's the magic mushrooms that he's been chewing on in the offseason. And by the way, I just saw a headline that Aaron, I think this is aggregated from uh, his appearance on Pardon My Take or Bust With The Boys, that he almost quit football in high school to pursue a career as a lawyer. That's what I'm saying, man. Aaron's not a dummy. Aaron knows what shows he has to go on, you know, to, to establish goodwill with, with football fans. Aaron, <laughs> oh, 
Aaron Rodgers wants you to know that he's smart enough to be a lawyer. He just chose not to do it. Like, I'm I'm so off the Aaron Rodgers train. Great, 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 great quarterback. Unquestionable. I have He's useless to me off the field. Like, I, I'm not interested in Aaron Rodgers as a person. I don't think he's nearly as smart as he thinks he is. I don't think he's nearly as subtle as he thinks he is. He's a great quarterback, and that's it. Your next headline, takeaway, whatever we're calling this for the next 20 or so minutes. I'm a little confused as to what's going on with Cleveland and Kareem Hunt. So he requested a trade from the Browns. Then he showed up to practice. So not really sure what he expects. Do you think the team is just going to trade you to be, to be nice? Like they've got a good thing going in Cleveland with Chubb and Hunt. They like having two really good running backs. You want two really good running backs. Plus, their quarterback situation is completely up in the air. They're going to be without Deshaun Watson for at least six games. They're going to want to run the hell out of the ball. You think they're just going to trade you and your plan was to just politely ask and then show up to practice? Um, so I agree with you. There's some some weird energy here. Um, it's not weird vibes. Energy is the appropriate word, I think. Um, because So he didn't, like, I don't think formally ever requested a trade. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, he, he wanted to be traded. So it's like, well, I, I would like this, but I'm not, you know, like, you know, like making sure it happens. He was also holding in at one point, um, and, and which is like, you know, the way to be at camp and not get fined, but, mm-hmm. you know, uh, let it be known that you want to trade. And then um, he participated in team drills on Sunday and practiced on Monday. So it's like, um, who was was it? DeAndre Hopkins that held out of like for a day at Texans camp. Remember before before he was traded out of Houston, he he wanted a new deal. He literally held out like one day and <laughs> then returned. And it was like, okay, well, I made my point or whatever. Like it just, I don't know. It's it's, it's a it's a he has like he seemingly has no leverage, like you said. Uh, it's just a really maybe it's just like a way of being like I'm uncomfortable with the situation that I'm in here, and I would like it to change, but you know I have a job to do. It's it's very strange just a weird scenario and maybe he thought like oh they're gonna they're gonna want me to be happy because they're gonna need to run the ball early in the year i just i think it's just a sort of an odd way to go i do have to say i kind of do like this trend of of players requesting trades and teams just being like nah like debo samuel requested a trade from the 49ers and they were like nope you're too good we're not gonna trade you kareem hunt requested trade nope like, just because a guy requests a trade doesn't mean you have to trade him. He can't actually trade himself. Uh, so I just thought that was kind of humorous. But it's just this Brown season, it's just completely off the rail. Like, it's just been such a weird saga for Cleveland. And this is just going to be a lost year for them, regardless of what happens with their quarterback situation. Like, does anybody really think the Browns are winning the Super Bowl this year? Like, really? No. And I think what's worse about it, like, or makes it even worse than what it is for a fan is like what you said but i actually a buddy of mine was asking like how would you feel if you were a browns fan right now and obviously like you know the like normal amount of frustration and whatever um but then i thought you know because he was like well, what if they happen to be good like what if they happen to kind of like put it together you know we've seen teams in the face of different controversies or whatever the raiders last um, year right all right and so like i think what would be frustrating about that would be like say they won 10 11 games whatever you would know like man it's like this isn't over like th- this is coming back and you know what i mean like th- th- this is this is going to rear its ugly head again next year we're gonna have to go through this he- same 
I hate to call it a song and dance because that's minimizing the, you know, the importance of this subject and, you know, the the seriousness involved here. But like and ultimately football doesn't matter. And I know you know that and agree with that. But like it's just you're stuck in this for a long. It's not just like a year long thing. It's not just like, you know, somebody tore their ACL and you have to wait until they're back on the field. Like there are larger, you know, dominoes to fall at play that are going to impact future seasons of uh, of Cleveland Browns football. Well, and think of this, too, just from a football perspective. Deshaun sat out all last year because he was unhappy and didn't want to play for the Texans. And that's why he sat out. It wasn't a preemptive punishment, despite what some people might think. He sat out because he didn't want to play for the Texans. He was trying to force a trade. If he gets suspended for all of this year, then he's going to come back in 2023 after two years off. And this is the guy that has the fully guaranteed deal that you're pinning your hopes on is going to get you to the Super Bowl. And it's like, well, he hadn't even played in the NFL for two years. I know he's going to do like preseason stuff or whatever. It ain't the same thing. Okay. So like, even when you finally get him back and you feel like, okay, we're sort of finally moving forward here. It's like, oh, nope. Actually, he's probably going to be pretty rusty. I actually saw another note in Football Morning in America, obviously a important column to read if you are an NFL fan um Peter King mentioned and so like we've heard two different numbers thrown out about Deshaun obviously six games was the actual little suspension and then there's this you know idea 12 games would be fair not not fair but 12 games might be what what is like settled upon um Mm -hmm. you know that that Commissioner Goodell doesn't want him to play against the Texans I don't know why that I mean, I get that obviously he, you know, that's his most recent team and like that's where these these crimes or, or these allegations took place or, you know, however you want to term it. Um, so I don't know if like I, I, I'm just fascinated that all of a sudden the league cares about like optics with that kind of situation. But it, Peter King mentioned this. Um, he said, let's say Watson misses the first 10 games and comes back to play. So I don't know why now we're moving back to 10, but whatever. Um, but he said that would mean he'd have gone 99 weeks without playing a football game. And he'd come. He'd be coming back to play with a new team with receivers he'd never played a game with. Um, and he said that at one of his camp stops, he asked a, a coach like how difficult that would be. And obviously, the coach was like, "Yeah, it would be difficult." But that's just ten weeks. <laughs> I mean, like it's possible, you know, that he does miss the entire season, obviously. And so, you know, week even if it's week one of twenty twenty three, you're talking about a dude who hasn't played in two years, then who's two years older, who has no experience with anybody around him, whatever, in in terms of in game experience, like. Yeah, it's um, it's not great. So, um, but yeah, you know, let's talk about like you know people that we enjoy talking about. Are you ready for my next one? My next sort of thing? yes. Okay, so I said um, on a different episode of Monday Football Monday, um, and I think you'll agree with this. I was talk, Michael and I were talking about like things that like happened or didn't happen over the off season that we like found concerning or weird or whatever. And I said that I don't feel like anybody really cares that the Rams won the Super Bowl. Like you, you hate them more than a lot of teams, right? Like or a lot of <laughs> football fans, right? But you know, because of the like Rams Niners relationship. And I feel like you're not even that bothered. I think it would bother you more. And I just say this as your friend, like if the Seahawks won the Super Bowl, like I'm sure it was really difficult for you in 2013 when the Seahawks had just won and you had to deal with all that. And like the beginning of a dynasty, like that was probably a super annoying thing. I haven't seen you be like annoyed by this. Like, you know, and so the, I feel like the, the Rams and the NFL almost are like trying to like convince us. No, they did. They won, they won the Super Bowl. Like the, they, they won it at SoFi. The, the stadium's even on their rings. Like, wow, guys, come on. Football's in LA. Wahoo. We're, we're on the West Coast. You know, it's, it's just kind of strange. And so the, I think, I don't think it's like a secret or anything. And, and maybe this, maybe this is an assumption you don't agree with, but like the NFL 
caters to the Rams, right? The, the NFL makes it a point to like highlight the Rams and show off the Rams and gloss up the Rams and Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup and and a lot of these players and, and you know obviously Sean McVay d- deserve their flowers. They won the Super Bowl, give them their credit. But they also kind of like as an example, and I don't mean to do the like, oh, well, my team was attacked and this team isn't getting attacked like that. But a year ago, and some of this was the pressure of hard knocks, which actually starts tomorrow. But Dak Prescott has the shoulder thing. And it's like the only thing anybody wants to talk about. What's going to happen? Dak's shoulders. Is his arm going to fall off? You know, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. There is a weird level of, of ignoring happening with this Matthew Stafford elbow thing. Like mm-hmm. the, the Rams and Sean McVay. Sean McVay even said the other night or the other day after after Stafford threw that he was going to sleep better. And I know he's just talking. I'm not trying to like be too literal with this. But there is just like, what is going on here with this elbow thing that it is still a thing that nobody, that the Rams aren't talking about? Nobody's saying a word. No national insiders got the details on it. The, you know, we've seen national insiders literally get you know hospital records before, but that nobody has any information on Matthew Stafford's mysterious elbow injury because the the precious Rams you know don't want it to get out or whatever. I just find this very not very disconcerting but it is somewhat disconcerting no i think i think it's a bigger deal and people are not really talking about it like sean RJ, McVay i agree was, with you where the words you were looking for right there but go ahead sean mcveigh is like we don't really know what this is and it's an elbow thing and they're talking about oh baseball players usually get it and you know what that means rj when a baseball player has elbow problems that usually means tommy john surgery which is a big deal and it's Matt Stafford here and his backup is John Warford. Like, and people are starting. There was a uh, insider on NFL network yesterday that suggested that the Rams would be interested in bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo because they don't know what's going on with Matthew Stafford. Like it is a big deal. And to his credit, Matthew Stafford is tough as hell. He's like a friggin' piece of iron back there. And he gutted through it last year and he was good at the end of the year. I mean, that throw sure, he made yeah. against the Bucks. Give him his props. Like, totally with you. Yes, but this is a big deal, and I don't think people are talking about it nearly enough. And the Rams are constructed like a blow pop, very top-heavy, really good players at the top of their depth chart, but they do not have the depth because of the salary cap structure. They're paying their top-tier guys a ton of money, but the rest of the roster is just not as good because you can't have a roster full of highly paid, really good people. So if they're going to miss some key pieces, and Matthew Stafford would be a pretty key piece, they could be in trouble. And you're to what you said before, like, yeah, I'm not worried about it. I think the 49ers can beat the Rams. They beat them six straight times in the regular season. I know they lost the NFC title game, but like you they can't say beat the 49ers. Them. If Jaquiski right. Tart holds on to the easiest interception of his life, I mean, you know, they beat him. I mean, they like, and to your point, for a long time, I suppose, like the 49ers like almost swept them, including the playoffs last year. With Jimmy Garoppolo as <laughs> their quarterback, like you know, it happens when if and when the Niners' offense is good and is like a strength of the team, not you know a hindrance. Um, but yeah, like I just find it so strange how like th- this is so conveniently ignored. You know what I mean? Because it's it is the Rams. Because Sean McVay has all these relationships with all these like, hey, nobody talk about this. Like, let's let's just let's talk about uh, you know what what crazy stuff is Dan Campbell saying over there? <laughs> you know, let's uh, let's let's talk about that or whatever. Like. Zach Wilson has gotten more pop this offseason or this training camp season than than Matthew Stafford, which is kind of crazy when you really think about it. But perhaps that does speak to the like larger insignificance of the Rams, that the quarterback of the reigning Super Bowl champions has this like super mysterious injury and nobody cares. But imagine, this is my last point on this, like we've seen 
what feels like it all. We've seen no-name quarterbacks start on Sunday Night Football, playoff games, you know, even Super Bowls, like if you want to call it Nick Foles or whatever. Have we ever seen, like, what would be a John Wolford situation in the season opener? Like, that's never really happened before, I don't think. You know what I mean? Like, because obviously week one, you're normally at, at full strength. I can't think of a time where it had been a situation like that. Well, when Brady was suspended for Deflategate, wasn't Jimmy Garoppolo the week one starter that year? That's right, but he was a little bit more well known, and that was on. Oh yeah, I believe that, that was on Sunday Night Football, um, and that was against the Cardinals, I think, and they uh, they won that first game, which propelled John Lynch to get off the couch, baby. And, <laughs> it's such a we weird, sit. like, what a weird scenario that was. No, but I agree. <laughs> I think the league is super happy that the Rams won the Super Bowl because getting football to L.A. was their baby forever, and they did everything they could to make sure it happened, so they love it. People in L.A. don't care. They don't care. The 49ers fans mobbed that stadium twice. It was Go back and watch the highlights. When good stuff happens for the Niners, there's cheering. You can hear audible cheering in the stands. The first time it happened last year, the Rams had to go to a silent count in their own building. So clearly yeah. people in LA don't care about it as much as the league does. And now that there's a little controversy, you're right. It's not getting the attention I think it deserves. I also think, um, I mean, like I'm, I wouldn't be the first person or the like millionth person to be like, Oh, you know, LA is really a Dodgers town. People care more about it. But like, think about it. Like Juan Soto gets traded to the Padres a week ago. And mm-hmm. like the Dodgers Padres series in LA is like the juiciest thing to happen. Um, you know, in LA, in a long time, even counting the fact that the freaking Super Bowl happened there, that they, that you know, the, <laughs> the, the the Rams won the Super Bowl there. Like, everybody's like, that's cool. But Juan Soto is visiting with the Padres. You know what I mean? Like, whoa, the Dodgers have 100 wins already. Whatever. I mean, now they don't, obviously. But um, it's just strange. It's um, it's weird energy. Um, that's all I have. Hey, I don't think you have anything else. Or what? Well, what do, last what do thing say? I want to say on this is, like, pay attention to what they do. You know, because Stafford's downplaying it. Oh, it's not a big deal. People made too much of it. I don't care what kind of injury it is, blah, blah, blah. How much does Stafford play in the preseason? How much How much are the Rams throwing if he does play? Is there a change in their offense? Like, just watch what they do. Don't pay attention to what they say, and you'll find out a lot more information about what's actually going on. Last, last, last thing. Brian Dable says the Giants are going to play their starters in the preseason. Cool? Not cool? You're indifferent? I mean, how do you feel? I mean, I mean they suck, so... <laughs> Great. Good luck. Like, what have you got to lose? Really? You're not, you've, you didn't pick up Daniel Jones fifth year option. Who cares about Saquon Barkley because he's a running back and he might be cooked anyway. Like, what are you really protecting? Kenny Galladay? Like play him. Why not? Dayball figure out. Cause really what's it about for Brian Dayball? It's about who's worth keeping around when I actually turn this thing around. Right. That's what he's got to figure out. So the more reps he can get, the, the quicker that happens. Well said. Um, make sure to subscribe to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your yeah. podcast. Leave a rating, write a review. Uh, every Friday, you can hear myself and stats. And you know, we'll just say we we have some we have some fun things in store for the 2022 season on the look ahead. Is that fair to say? Oh, there's there's going to be some stuff that I think people are going to really like. We're give us a announce clue. it in a couple of weeks. Give us a give us a clue. It's still a couple of weeks away. But give us a, a clue, a very vague and ambiguous clue. And if anybody, um, if we get in trouble for this, kissed. It was Stats' idea to give the clue. But um, so give us a vague clue. The clue is there will be more of the people you love together. That was so lame and harmonious. Oh my gosh. Peace and love to everyone, Rob Stats Guerrero. That's right.
Be nice, everybody. <laughs> That's my tip. We hope you all have a great Monday and a great Tuesday and a great Wednesday and just a very good Friday or Thursday because we'll save it on Friday and make that day great. Stats, peace, love, and I'm having pulled pork for dinner, so I'm pumped about it. Later. Oh, solid. Peace. Peace.